Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Rail back with another review, man. Yo, this is Sons of Anarchy season one, episode five. Is Teller Tuesday? It is Teller Tuesday. I know this is one day a week that many of you look forward to, and I'm happy to bring it to you. This episode, though, this one I have a major issue with. Like, I seen it, and I was like extra pissed and i can't hold it i can't contain myself bobby get your ass out of here do these people want me to exp okay so Gemma is throwing a uh fundraiser for the schools right because sam crow loved the kids you know they're all about giving back to the community that allows them to outlaw i think it's genius it's like when you're the drug deals of the 80s passed out singles back to people to then thus buy more drugs but you know and give out turkeys this is sam crow giving out turkeys it's a fundraiser right and bobby is set to perform as elvis i'm with bobby and his elvis thing that's his dream i love it i love that little nuance about that character what i don't love is how bobby shows up in full elvis regalia Walks up to a table full of little children and says, who wants to look like Elvis? And the whole, all the table screams, yeah, yeah. Like they giving out fucking treats and snacks and shit. I call bullshit. I got to call it. None of them goddamn kids know who Elvis is. Nor would they want to look like that. This is like, this. Is what? A, am I missing something? That age group that was at that table i said cut it out cut it out they don't know elvis they damn sure don't want to look like him what i was just like okay all right so i was pissed thank y'all for letting me get them frustrations out uh but this one this episode in the whole i'm going to give it i'm gonna give this one a nine out of ten it was a really good one and if you guys haven't noticed real is correct it's been five episodes, and out of these five episodes, have you seen the pattern I was telling you about? There's a mission, and then there's there's a start to a mission, and then there's a mission completion. Every episode. Every episode, there will be a challenge that will be taken care of in that, in that episode. So this one, I turned on waiting like, hey, what's the new thing? What's the new mission? So we have, we meet Otto in prison the sam crow member in prison and he is protecting a one chucky and we're introduced to chucky because he's catching the ass whooping uh otto comes in and saves his life and then he gets to jerking and i'm like all right weird otto doesn't seem to be moved by it so that uh, but otto's reaction lets us all know this is what we're going to expect because this is what he does. Anytime you see some shit like that for the first time, you're going to be like, excuse me, sir. I am a man. I don't enjoy that. I don't think any woman would enjoy that. You should go to the confines of your cell when no one's looking and take care of that brother. But the fact that Otto just was like, yep, I don't know what to tell you. He just, it, it was the non- reaction reaction that lets you know okay and this is you know all these episodes come with a little moment of funny 
So he seems Chucky seems to be the comic relief, but he's also the uh, driving force of the new mission of this episode. So here we go. We got Chucky has been skimming money from the Asian mafia. Uh, I don't think they have a bike club. I don't see them in bikes. So this is probably like uh, the uh, Asian mafia type. Like, okay, he's been skimming money. He has stored some money. And as a result, they want to kill Chucky. Well, get at least get the get what they want from him, the money back, and then kill him. And probably not in a nice way. A very brutal, brutal fashion. So the plan is Chucky's about to get out. So he tells Otto, hey man, I got this money stash. If y'all help me get to it, you can get half and y'all bust it down amongst y'all. Just I just need protection. I need to get to the money and I need to get out of town. And the sons are good at protection. Kinda. I actually haven't seen one successful protection mission. One was Clay was supposed to help the truck get through. He ends up robbing the truck. So that's a protection detail failed. <laughs> and then here comes Chucky, who we'll get to later. But one could say that protection failed. I mean, if we want to talk about, you know, the technicalities of everything, then sure, maybe Clay wasn't completely wrong, but he is setting himself up to be not the best or most trustworthy person when making a deal with. I don't know if y'all seeing it. But I don't think I'd want to be in business with Clay. It doesn't seem, it seems very, if at all, temporarily productive. He can't fucking uh, keep up his gun running with the Irish. He can't fucking protect things he's paid to protect. Like, he flips the script. I don't think he's been squared. He had a square deal yet. Maybe with the Niners. He did come through with the Niners. I, I apologize. He did he did make that happen. But yeah, the K, Clay doesn't seem like... I No, not, it wouldn't be good business. Wouldn't be good business. But uh, let's talk about the little other things surrounding it, right? This is a, a, a heavy episode of Opie being halfway, ha- halfway into the club, halfway out. Um, and the person that put Opie in prison... By leaving him, is one Kyle, an excommunicated Kyle, excommunicated Kyle, right? But he has a family in Charming, uh, ex-wife and everything, and the wife really wants to let the the ex see their son perform, right? Because it'd be big for the kid. Fuck Kyle, she's cool on Kyle. It's more so for the kid. And who she come to? The real boss. She comes to Gemma. And Gemma gets shit done, unlike Clay. Gemma really runs the club, unlike Clay. I'm you starting to see a pattern there. Um, and then so she's boohooing to Gemma because Gemma runs the women. Gemma runs all that. She runs Clay, so yeah, she knew who to go to. Gemma comes through, put a little play on on uh on Clay, making him feel away. And he said, fuck it, I'll bring it up to a vote, but don't expect shit. And Opie was like, yeah, fuck it. Let him come through. I didn't expect that. He's the reason he's in prison. So I'm automatically thinking, oh, yeah, Opie's trying to fuck him up. As soon as I was thinking that, Clay points at him and says, hey, no revenge during Jim's thing. So this is not a revenge mission. If you say okay, you're letting the man come watch his kids play, and I don't want to hear no more of it. And Opie's like, yeah, fuck it. I want to see what 
his shitty life looks like without the club. He should be dying. He should be like, like less of a man. He should just be feeling down. And so there it goes. So we got two things. We got to protect Chucky. And then we're going to find out more about this, how Opie ends up in prison and what it's like to be excommunicated because we're learning a lot. We learned how to be a old lady in the last episode. Now we're learning what it looks like to be an excommunicated member of the sons of anarchy. So it's just, it's showing us like, yeah, there's a brotherhood, but you fucked them over. There's no, Oh, there's no like past. Well, you were a really good dude. So we, maybe we'll let you slide. There's no sliding. You have every action. There's a reaction. And that's what we're going to get into. Uh, But first, before we get into all of that, I would like to talk about um, uh, Tara. Right. We finally understand of all this secret ATF um, agent and Tara and what they got to do. So they were dating. Right. They were dating in Chicago. She has a restraining order for that gentleman. Probably moved back to Sam Crow to get away from him. He his job brought him there. And what do you know? Tara's there. And that's when he began to dirty Mac. And now he finally now he's creeping on Jax while he's looking at his baby, reading a, a story to his baby. I thought that was really fucked up. And then he runs up to Tara and lets her know, like, yeah, so and Tara lets him know. Hey, I got a restraining order and it's still good. And he's like, yeah, I respect that. However, my federal agentness and me being at work kind of supersedes me not being able to creep on you. So it is what it is. So automatically, I hate the agent. But I got to say this. This is fucking Tara's fault. Okay, ladies, I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. A lot of times... In these relationships, y'all, when one thing goes south, you go to the polar opposite. You want so much I do, you go completely left field and wonder why that shit doesn't work. Real, who are you? Who are you to tell us about relationships? I'm a goddamn relation expert. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am. I'm a relationship relationship expert. Yeah, if he was asking, yeah. Those are my credentials. It is what it is. I have a microphone, so that makes everything I say true. There you have it. And I'd like to, matter of fact, I know relationships so well, I could hold a master class. Give me a moment. All right. I would like to introduce y'all to master class real. Ladies, take a seat. I want you, I want you to be around for this. Master class real uh, is in session. Now, Tara, she goes and bees with an outlaw. Jax, I mean, he's fucking shooting shit up. He's robbing shit. He's a legit criminal. He may be a beautiful criminal, one with a fucking striking smile and has a kind heart, but he's a criminal. When that doesn't work out for Tara, she moves out of town and then goes with the total opposite of a criminal, which would be an agent, a federal agent. And now she needs a restraining order from the fucking federal agent. Let me explain something to you ladies. What Tara should have did. See, y'all always want to run, right? You come from this relationship. You want to sprint into what you think is going to be the, the, I will never deal with this again. I'm going agent. Polar opposites, right? Polar opposites. 
What Tara should have did was after she left Jax, after that relationship shouldn't didn't work, she should have went to like date a maybe a mechanic, right? Who maybe had a assault and battery charge back in the day, but he's not really a violent dude. But circumstances meant he had to whoop some ass. He did some jail time. But for the most part, he's on up and up. Just a blue collar worker. Then maybe she move her way up to, okay, I don't really like that lifestyle either. And then she could gradually go up to, I don't know, let's say a vice president. I mean, a vice principal of a like an elementary school. Right? The, a vice uh, uh, elementary school vice president who may or may not like the sauce too much. Maybe drinks a little too much, but he has his fallacies. Maybe he enjoys a pill or two. But for the most part, he's a functioning member. He's got his twerks and his tweaks. And then maybe you could go, oh, okay, yeah, now I think I'm ready for, like, the federal agent. Like, there's there were steps that she should have went to to, like, get herself ready. You go from outlaw to fed and wonder why the shit didn't work. Ladies, come on now. Stop it. Stop it. And that goes for men, too stop it well men typically have a type that they like and that's a whole nother thing but you know it's not pertinent to this uh to this specific episode so y'all take that with a grain of salt all right rails back now but now the agent has been exposed and we see his true intentions to arrest Jax mainly and get Tara back so that's nastiness now for the whole Kyle thing actually yeah let's do a chucky thing i think kyle held more weight than chucky so they help chucky get to the uh and chucky is just masturbating all over the place like he reaches in and then when jacks and clay first see see it in the in the van when they pick him up from prison they look at each other like the fuck okay this is happening and i could see that reaction you kind of letting it slide Otto told him, hey, he's got some quirks with him. He's got a tick. And he's like, oh, ticks we can deal with. And then Otto starts damn near pissing himself from laughter. Cause he don't <laughs> they don't even know what's in store. And as he's and and Chucky seems like a reasonable guy. Talking regular, holding conversations, just that that hand goes down there and gets to gets to going to town. Vigorously. I'm like, this man's libido is something godly. It's next level. But okay, so that's funny to see Clay and Jack's reaction to that. Then here comes Chucky in the in the in the uh, clubhouse to explain exactly what happened. I was skimming money. This is the deal. That's why they want me dead. And this is where the money could be found. And then there he goes jerking again. Opie's pops is just looking down, <laughs> just looking, just like what the fuck. But he cannot keep his eyes off of Chucky jerking. It's hilarious him not saying nothing but constantly looking down at him jerking and then looking back up at him with that goddamn breathing device is probably one of the funniest things i've seen this episode because i'm like this dude just he is enamored by chucky right now and clay is getting pissed he has reached a boiling point to where he's like okay what the fuck's the deal with this now chucky claims to have compulsion compulsive masturbation disorder i don't know if that's a true thing somebody could tell me yay or nay i'm not gonna look it up I don't want that to be in my Google search engine because then, I, you know, somebody types in the letter C and then, like, they're they looking for something like, oh, I wonder what, uh, you know, what character they put C character from and then all of a sudden CMD, compulsive masturbate. Then they looking at me like, yo, you got a problem, my G? So 
I'm not going to put that in my search engine, but if you want to feel free to just let your boy Rail know, please do. And he said he really doesn't realize that he's even doing it. So then we're getting the little quirks of Chucky. And Clay threatens him properly, like, hey, well, I'll tell you what. Chucky was really get in-depth with it. He was like, hey, man, I was molested as a kid, and this, this, that. He was about to get deep. Clay cut that shit off immediately. I don't give a fuck. If you were touched, I don't care about none of your childhood drama. You put your hands down there again. You're fucking, I'm locking you in a closet somewhere. I thought that was kind of cold-blooded. You know, a man's about to bear his soul, but I also respect it. Clay is thrown off, and he doesn't know this man and could care less about his childhood trauma. I probably would have presented it a little differently, like maybe in a still threatening manner, but yeah, Clay was kind of heavy on that. Um... And then fast forward, Clay is so fed up with the jerking because he's running women away from his place of business. And I was always, and I was wondering when I saw that woman walk in, I'm like, they're going to a known bike. Are they just like a bike club to everybody else? Or do they know that they're legit criminals? Does what does Sam Crow? What I'm feeling is the town is ignorant of, of the sons of anarchy. I feel like they just think that they're a cool bike club that works at the auto shop. So I guess successful mission there because the lady is, I mean, she looks like pretty regular and I don't think she'd do business with criminals. So she must just think they're a bike club. And that's what I was wondering. Like, how does charming see them? Like, how does, I don't know, but I think they just think they're a regular bike club. Um, but yeah, so he's running off business and I was like, damn, if he get called around to school doing this shit, ain't no judge finna be like, Oh, you got CMD. Great. No, you're going to be put on one of those lists, buddy. If he's not already. I would assume Chucky's on somebody's list. But then another cringe moment. The mission takes them to a, a Asian restaurant. And the lady greeting them. It is so cringeworthy to watch her say, Masturbator, masturbator. And I'm not going to and I'm not because YouTube, it was on my ass on this last, The Last Sons. Even though I'm speaking in context of the episode, I this okay. Let me just get this off real quick. I'm sorry, but I love how on the TV show they can say and do whatever the fuck they want, but I come on YouTube to discuss what they said in context to a show, and I'm getting like a the monetization issue. I just think that's wonderful. Like what? Like you just turn the episode on and then you could just go, Oh yeah, real, you know, he's clearly not for these terms. He's just pointing out the differences of TV then versus now, like, but whatever, I'll respect it. So I'm not going to like imitate her voice, even though I think I could, but my thing is it was cringe because I'm sure that woman speaks perfect English and they got her extra, um, stereotypical on this. And I was just like, ah, you're not gonna, I was like, damn, you cannot do this now. Like, this is so, it is, t- <laughs> FX was a wild place back then. It was like the, the Sons of Anarchy season one is like the Wild West. Like, this is not HBO. Like, they getting they shit off on FX. And I gotta say, kudos to them. Like, but that's the, you know, that was the world back then so many years ago. Was it 12, 15 years ago? Yeah, but anyway, they get that. Come to find out, 
while the uh, the mafia is pulling up on him, Lynn and his boys, that the money's not even real. The real thing that they wanted was the place to make the fake money. And then Chucky fucked over the club by thinking it was by telling them it was you know real cash. They don't want to spend fake cash, obviously. They don't give a fuck how good the money is. They don't want no federal attention. They need real dollar bills in circulation. So Clay does a smart thing, walks out Dolo with the bag and says, "Hey, look, we could shoot it out here, or I could give you what you're looking for, and you just pay me for the delivery of one Chucky and uh, the plates." the 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 counterfeit money maker and this is what i was talking about another protection detail gone wrong because chucky is screaming i held up my end that wasn't the deal but technically he never said it was fake or real cash and he thought they could just spend it like regular he has intentions on spending it like regular that's why he made it so chucky wasn't a hundred percent wrong do i think he should have been handed over to them think that's a little fucked up give them they plates i think to make counterfeit money like the two plates to make good bills 60k looks like a fair deal you're not gonna take this dude with me because that's my reputation and right now the son's reputation of fucking protection or doing a deal with is pretty fucking janky so i wouldn't do i wouldn't do business with clay i just didn't like that what what that put that out there to be and you can see jack's face he wasn't a fan of it either now Jax is internalizedly like he would usually outward question Clay and be like, uh, that's a little fucked up. But after that talk with Bobby, he's like, you know what? I'm just going to soak it. I'm going to keep it in. If I don't feel right about it, I'm going to just internalize it and probably self do some snake shit. Now to the meat of the episode, the true lesson here in this episode, what happens if you fuck over the sons as a sons member? Well, let me tell you, they send you out of town. You can't come back, and you can't have anything to do with anybody, the business, or nothing. And if you have ink, you got to get it blocked out, blacked out. And that's what it, I mean, it seems pretty simple on paper. Like, yeah, just do the rules and you're fine. No pain, no nothing. He was not in prison. He has some teenage girlfriend, really creepy. And... He's doing illegal business that got nothing to do with clubbing, so he's making money. But he just had to hold on to that tat. And then we saw that Jax and Opie seen that tat. Opie wanted the fade, got the fade. That's why I love Opie. Because I was like, holy shit, Opie's about to beat him to death. No. Opie had an issue with that man, but he once respected him as a brother. So he said, let's throw these hands. And we're going to get that ink up off him. So Jax comes and pretends to be interested after Opie gets his licks in. And say, yeah, tell me more about this. Oh, come by the club tonight. They get them all nice and drunk. Get them in there talking about a knucklehead. I'm assuming that's a motorcycle and not just a bad child. And they go in there and they all circle him. And Buddy knows what's up. He's like, oh, shit. So as Jack's tell him to take that shirt off, he's like, fuck. Now he's crying. Well, he's not crying. Well, he's whining and pleading. Like, I, I know I was supposed to get it blacked out. I was like, oh, that's where you fucked up. So they gave you the option to black it out yourself, but you was just too attached to the club that you couldn't do it. You just physically couldn't bring yourself to do it. So guess what? Clay is going to do it for you. Now in this scene, in the scene where they, he, they give him the, they, the clay lets him choose fire or the knife. Which one would y'all choose? 
I think fire. I'm not a fan of fire. I am not. I also don't want to get the shit cut out of me. Like I don't want my skin cut off, but I think I'm gonna have to take the knife because when I'm going to the hospital for surgery, I feel like, you know, your skin has that regenerative, like, um, powers. Like you're like Wolverine, you know, like your cells and shit will come back to form together. So like, I feel like the recovery time and then what the, what it'll look like afterwards wouldn't be as bad as you giving me 18 degree burns on my back. Some shit just is going to look ugly for the rest of your life. I think taking a knife, and I don't know how surgical they are, but TIG, well, we'll get into that. I don't know how surgical they are with a knife, but I think I'm going to go with the knife. That fire shit, uh, I can't, no. That's a no-go for me. That's a no-go. Please, somebody get the sharpest razor you got and get this shit off me. But yeah, so he chooses fire, which I think is a bad idea. But I'd like to hear your thoughts, which one are you going for. And in that scene, I noticed a lot of things. I wasn't just looking at the burning. I was looking all around. The camera was panning around for a reason. Clay sat there, lit up a cigar. He enjoys it. He's like, this is retribution. This is what you get. This is club shit. Very non-personal. Right? Tig is doing a burning. And he's looking like a fucking artist. He's not even sweating. He's like this close away from a fiery torch and a man screams and he is dead set. He's got a pattern he's going down. Very methodical. Not barely blinking. Tig's a fucking sociopath. Dead ass. So you realize like, okay, Clay is business. Tig's a fucking sociopath. Then you look at Bobby. Bobby can't take the shit. He can't even look. He's got his shades on. He's got his head tucked. It's too much for Bobby. Bobby doesn't have a propensity for that type of violence. Jax is looking at it angrily. He's angry. This is personal for him. Clay is business. There's a personal look on um, uh, Jax's face. And Opie's pops is like, yeah, I've been here before. Not probably it hasn't happened to me, but I've seen this. This is regular. I'm just glad that I could be a part of the club. So that's what I'm seeing. Opie is not there because he's got to do fireworks. He's got business to get to. And that's the half in, half out. I'll deliver him. I'll hang out with the club. But once it come down to club business, like to that extreme, I'm going I'm to exit stage left. Now, Jax's conversation with Donna is another thing I wanted to touch on before I get on up out of here. Jax slapped Donna with a big ass, like, case of reality check this out donna i don't know what my mama told you i don't i don't give a shit i'm talking about you and opie right now i'm just gonna keep it a buck with you this is the thing opie loves this shit he wants to be a part of this shit but he wants to make you happy too okay now what's gonna end up happening is opie's love for the club and being able to provide is going to overwrite you and then you're going to become the enemy. I know you don't want him a part of the club, but that's where his that's where his heart is. That's where everything he knows is. And you're going to be on the outs, and it's going to hurt really fucking bad. So it's an and it's like in my opinion, let that man be him, and support to the best of your ability. In your role, you know, you knew what it was when you signed up. 
it just is what it is and that's the that's the real shit do i need to get to do i need to get master class rail out again i don't even think you need them for this one this one should be self-explanatory we got the fellas ladies we got to change that happy wife happy life thing to just happy spouse happy house make it even make it even both of your wants are important Okay, both of your passions are important and you should be able to seek them individually and enjoy your successes together. You get with a criminal, you know he's a criminal, but you love him. Play your role. You're not going to change nobody. And it's vice versa, fellas, same way. Same way. You, you get what you get and that, that's what you wanted. Now deal with it. All right. But that's it for me today, man. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. And if you did, please like it. That's how you got it. Look, let me tell you something about likes, right? Because y'all killing me. Y'all killing me. Likes get my algorithm out there. Like the more people like it, the more they link you up with somebody you don't know who likes the same shit you like and suggest me to them. That's what, come on, look out for your boy. For the one time. And you know how many of y'all that watch me every week and still ain't hit that sub button? I don't know what you want. I don't, what do you want from me? Ah, you're turning me into Tyrese, man. Protect your health, yourself, your wealth. Your boy Rail is out of here, man. Peace.